2: plushcare.com slash weight loss. Adjust my mic. All right. So. so I
1: haven't had a chance to look at this at all. I hate to say it. Sorry. It's
2: okay. okay. It's mostly high, man. Okay. It's all right. We'll oh, just we'll just wing it like we always do. Yeah. <laughs> Why should this be any different? All right. Um, so hey everybody welcome to episode 291 of the more than just Code podcast my name is tim metro and i am in toronto ontario and i'm joined once again by mark rubin down in san jose california Hello. and we have miami lopez jr on the line in seattle washington how's it going Or actually everett washington right yeah it's in the suburbs hmm the suburb. oh so it's like the burbs of uh, seattle yeah it's like i think this might have
3: come up on the show once before but it's like that snl skit where it's like i'm from dublin oh i'm not (laughs) actually from dublin i'm from some other place but nobody would know where that is so i just say i'm from dublin
2: oh right yeah yeah i think that is a snl thing
3: yeah it was a mike myers skit oh i'm from dublin
2: yeah that one yeah right right
3: doesn't everybody
1: do that doesn't everybody say when they're from a the metropolitan area of some city and you're outside of the immediate area of that city don't you you always say you're just from that city. That's what I do. Yeah,
2: technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, I'm before we, we became a mega or amalgamation of the what they call a mega city or whatever. Um, I'm technically in East York right now, right? Mm. And uh, it used to have its own city hall just north of me, but um, but now it's all they, they got rid of all the city halls and just went down to the one metro hall downtown, right? So, yeah. so and, and, when, and when I grew up in Etobicoke, and yeah, it's the same sort of thing,
1: right? When I say I'm from Boston, I actually only lived in Boston for about a year when I was a baby. Navy and when i was in college other than that i lived in the suburbs of boston but if if i said the name nobody would ever know what it was so yeah kind of no point in saying
2: it what is it what is the name framingham okay
3: that
1: See? sounds about right yeah you don't know what it is
3: i think i've seen some like small town pride and people say oh i'm from blah 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 like i am also from texas i have no idea where that is is it near dallas is in near austin houston <laughs> oh okay yeah oh, okay. okay now i know. huge yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: like you're in el paso
1: right
3: yeah which is one of the the bigger cities um and there's like not terrible many cities around it to be confused about
1: and it's also pretty much geographically as far away from what people think of as texas as you could possibly be and still be yeah, in Texas, yeah. right oh absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah.
3: it, it yeah. is closer to phoenix arizona and i believe closer to los angeles california than it is and to tucson houston. Right?
1: isn't it very are, close to tucson uh
3: tucson phoenix yeah it, it's way yeah. it's way closer to tucson than it is to houston yeah but and houston
2: and dallas are on the other side of the state like right that's right and there are They close together, or are they separated too by distance?
3: Well, they've got quite a bit distance, but it's you know it's drivable. There's like a a whole effort there to have a wide freeway and like triangle going on with Austin, Dallas, and Houston. A lot of I guess right now traffic would be really good, right? Just given the pandemic, there's probably not as many people out there, but that is uh, a lot of uh, merchandise and and commerce going on. Yeah,
2: I wonder how much. I haven't really looked at traffic to see how how little. I mean, I took a picture of. I went to uh, the office. A week ago, Friday. Um, we've since been told we can't go into the city, right? But um, uh, and I took a picture up Bay Street, which is goes towards Toronto City Hall, and um, normally, and it was like eleven o'clock in the morning, and so normally it would be packed. There would be like you know hundreds of people in the street and cars and streetcars and people blocking the intersection, and there was like one guy and a couple of cars. You know, so that's that's quite quite a difference. It's almost like a really sleepy Sunday morning kind of look. You know, if you if you saw the picture. Anyway, that's yeah, the sort of new normal, I guess, right? So uh from last week we had some fact check. Uh, for those of people in Montreal who are you know had con- conniptions over my mentioning the Montreal Alouettes last week, uh, the Alouettes were a or still are a CFL team. Um, they were formed in 1946. Of course, it's a Canadian Football League. For those of you driving at home, uh, it's a 115 yard field, and we have three downs instead of four. Um, so it's some people say it's harder to play. Anyway, um, not very many teams in the, in the league though, but uh, Montreal Alouettes was was it sort of always around, they sort of folded up in uh, 1981 and or and, or changed their name to the Concords. And they did that for five years. And then they folded up again in 1987, which is where where they became the brunt of the joke in Canada here, for those of us, for about uh, 10 years or so. And then they rebirthed. They had a rebirth in 1996-97 season, and they continue to play to this day. And I think they last won the Grey Cup, which is our Super Bowl in, the, in 2000, I think. So anyway, Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> Do you have any ask MTJC, homie? I didn't see any. All right, no. Well, I think I not officially not ask MTJC, but I saw a picture yesterday of a new Acer computer that's come out. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures I posted on Twitter, but remember I was saying I was talking about the, the we were talking about the OLED display on the tr- on the touch bar, and I sort of said I could see it like where they would expand that to make like an like maybe an entire keyboard or something like that. Um, so Acer's come out with uh, a couple of computer configurations, one that's almost the size of the track uh, the trackpad that we have on our computer, but it's a complete display. So it's all, it's got, you know, icons and things like that on it. So I'm sure it's their, like, sort of like an OLED track bar. I don't know if it's OLED, but, and they've also come out another model where the key, they push the keyboard down, like, uh, down like three or four inches towards the user, and above them is, you know, like a four or five inch wide and the length and the width of the computer, like, extension of the monitor. Like, a, like as I envisioned, the touch bar could grow to, you know, massive pro- proportions. So I just thought it was funny that, uh, I don't know, or may, must be a fan of the show and listens to us and takes ideas from us right but uh, it just it just looked completely wrong but anyway there you go um, yeah in the follow-up here we've got a quick thing here uh, Tim cook put out a message today on his Twitter account uh, I don't know if you guys have heard or not but uh, large companies like Facebook and Google and Apple who have disaster plans have put aside for the for for reasons um, safety equipment which include in like masks and stuff like that and so apparently uh, Tim Cook has put out a, a note us today, working from home, that uh, Apple is uh, sending uh, 10 million masks to be used in the healthcare industry in the United States uh, for people to, for them to use. Because uh, I mean, there's a shortage of masks. We were was talking to a friend with a friend of mine last week about you know cranking up our 3D printers to help build visors and stuff like that for uh, for the healthcare industry. Because apparently that's that's one of the biggest problems and one of the right reasons why we're trying to flatten the curve is because of the lack of medical supplies. And you have some uh, COVID-related uh, news, Jaime.
3: Yeah, this is uh, this is a follow up here of we had said that oh Google I O has gone online, remote only, and the follow up is that it is completely canceled for 2020. Um,
2: so, no, they were doing an online thing, weren't they?
3: Yeah, and I guess the idea prior to things getting worse in you know various states, including California, doing shelter in place lockdown was I guess they thought well we won't have a ton of people coming here, but we'll still have people you know on stage and doing the production and everything, and we'll just stream it out to the world is what I'm, I'm spending. Speculating here, and now that people can't even congregate in any sort of meaningful way, it seems like Google said, "Yeah, this is this is a little bit too far. We can't go any further than this."
2: So, yeah, it's it- interesting. Like you were saying last week uh, about like the the host and stuff. I know that um, uh, Jimmy Fallon is doing his monologue from his living room with his two daughters crawling all over him, and and uh, I've seen other ones where um, I think the Talking Dad show last week was done like with Zoom or like a Google Hangout where they had talking heads basically um, talking about. The, the show, and uh, you know, news reporters and stuff like that, are clearly working from home. You know, with green screens and or their libraries and stuff like that. So it's kind of, I mean, you know, if you're doing a one-off sort of broadcast, you know, a person with an iPhone or, or uh, you know, um, I even saw a couple of musicians this week who were playing music out of their homes or to entertain people, basically, right? Um, you know, and it was like, I th- who's uh, married to Nicole Kidman? Um, what's his name? The country music guy, Urban Carl Urban, Keith Urban. Carl Urban is Urban. the guy who oh, plays. He's, the
3: doctor, <laughs> I was so close. Bones,
2: yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's but he's, funny that he's that he to Australian too, is he though? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's um, he was uh, basically playing uh, playing some stuff, and and you know, Nicole Kidman was dancing around, and from their home studio, that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like if you have the gear to do it. I mean, by the way, I don't know if people have figured this out or not, but this would be a great time to start a podcast, right? Because how else are you going to do this, right? Um, you know, like the three of us are sitting in our respective homes, you know, for and we have been for the last uh, uh, six years, right? Right? So anyway, um, I don't know if you saw Mark, but I posted a picture on Twitter of the three of us from 360iDev from, I think the first time we actually met um, and we're sitting, not inside by each, we're sitting behind each other for some reason. So I posted it up saying you know, we've been in the social distancing since 2014.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I actually think I remember That's what right. happened there. We were, it, it was probably a after lunch session and we were chatting long enough that we got, you know, pretty late prior to sitting at a session and that was, those, were probably the only chairs we had available.
2: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, could be. We'll, we'll stick with that story. I, I, I vaguely remember taking the picture, but yeah, I thought it was funny the three of us were sitting in line like that. That's why I took the picture, but unfortunately I took it with my, my um, old uh, otter box case that had uh, it had a bad problem because it would get dust on the lens from being in my pocket, and so it's a really out of focus kind of picture, unfortunately. Oh, well. Anyway, that's what we looked like in 2014, if those of you driving at home want to have a look on my Twitter account. Um, all right, so Jaime, you got another piece for us. Yeah, there's a little
3: bit of follow up on, uh, you can see the iPad Pro, the new one in augmented reality in all its glory. I went with the Daring Fireball John Gerber link because that's where I saw it just to give it credit. But it is on Apple's website. You do have to use something that's compatible with ARKit like an iPhone or an iPad. So this won't work on your Mac. But if you want to see what that would look like on your
2: desk, it's pretty nifty. Cool, yeah.
3: Well, yeah, Similar idea to the Mac Pro and a couple other devices that they've
2: made available. That works on just about any iPad, right? It doesn't have to be specifically one that supports ARKit. Right,
3: I think it has a support AR Kit. It doesn't have to necessarily support the newest updates. Oh, so it has to
2: be like iOS 12 or 13, right, or 11, maybe? I think.
3: Yeah, right. whenever I guess 11 is that when AR Kit first came out? Yeah, it's
2: got to be because we're third, third iteration, iteration, right? Third iteration. Yeah, we're, we're, I think mm. we're, we're spoiling our own show. Uh, yeah. Anyway, cool. So my next piece here is another. I guess sort of wrapping up on on the the theme of the 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 month. Um, Bill Gates in 2015 did a TED talk. Uh, about the next outbreak. And, uh, basically he was saying that in 2015 that then he thought the next big issue for, um, the world. And it's part of what he and Melinda have been doing for the last, you know, few years with their millions and millions of dollars is giving back to society. But, uh, he has a really interesting talk on how he at the time predicted that the next outbreak would be next major outbreak would be a a virus related and that it would basically at that at that time and we weren't ready for it. And, uh, he kind of outlays some, uh, some plans. I mean, of course, this is not Bill Gates thinking himself. I'm sure he probably had, you know, consulting with a lot of people. But how about how the the military could prepare for it and all that kind of stuff? And it's a really interesting uh, talk. I think it's about. F- I think TED Talks are like five minutes. Um, yeah. I mean, if you got five minutes to spare, check it out. It's really, really interesting to see. Uh, I, I'd seen him. I'd seen this talk before, but I never really paid attention to it. But now, you know, kind of regretting that I didn't. Um, but there you go. So it's an interesting uh, talk on TED Talk. Basically, the next outbreak, we're not ready by Bill Gates. What do you have Next
3: one is one we were chatting privately about like how did we miss this, and I apologize oh, yeah, but it's in it's in the show notes for those of you driving at it home. Uh, it's a verge article with links to apples. Video showing how the iPad's new trackpad actually works. And it's really cool, and it's very much done in the style of like a marketing slash WWDC video. So, if you imagine in my head, this is what Apple might do for WWDC this year, where they have you know Craig Federighi going and you know demoing and explaining how the software works. And it's pretty neat. The seeing how the cursor works and how the interface adjusts is pretty nice. Pretty pretty explanatory. It doesn't translate very well to an audio only medium like a podcast, but that's why we have. Show
2: notes. So we have some real-time follow-up on that, and that is that um, it's not just for the new trackpad uh, that you know you, with the new uh, what do you call it smart keyboard? The, what are they calling it? Magic keyboard, right? Um, it actually works with the current. If you have a, a magic mouse or any Bluetooth mouse or, or trackpad, like in fact I've got the magic trackpad here as well, um, and I've I've updated my OS to thirteen point four, and uh, so I was able to load up um, load up uh, and, and connect my trackpad. Um, initially, I'd connected my magic mouse. To try it out because because I'm working from home and, and a lot of our tools you know I got my old Logic, Logitech keyboard out um, snapped the uh, the iPad into it and then uh, you know quickly found that it's really awkward using the keyboard and then having to reach up and touch the screen every time you want to like focus on a, a field or something like that like a text field because um, you can't and various uh, apps support the keyboard differently but the keyboard actually on the iPad makes it very similar to a Mac in that a lot of keys work like copy and paste and you know you can Command Tab to switch between applications and that kind of stuff so it's really kind of cool but adding the trackpad to it um and you now get that round cursor that shows in the video and and also of course when you're editing you get the nice cursor and you get the hover effect and there's a new couple of new um uh, things on hover and on hover event um on hover effect maybe where you can you can add those to your app so that like essentially it's uh, if you've used an apple tv before you know when you hover over an icon and you kind of wiggle the, or move your, your finger back and forth on the cursor the the um icon kind of shows Shimmers, like it kind of jiggles a bit so when you and you'll see it in the video when when uh, better read uh, Craig fader you talking about it you can see that when you hover over an element that's like a button or ta- a tappable the cursor does change and it kind of creates a little box around it and and animates it right so that's pretty cool i mean so it's it's almost like uh the only thing he's missing is x xcode right um from from the whole experience uh, some some apps don't behave the same way as you would expect like some apps are, are like right out of the box or are great with it other apps like third, things like Google, Google, uh, doc, uh, there were some issues with it. Um, some of the Microsoft stuff doesn't, um, you know, the, like the, the cursor doesn't kind of work a hundred percent, but, but it's like 99% uh, out of the box, a great experience. So yeah, you don't have to wait for the new magic key, magic thing. If you have a trackpad lying around or a magic mouse and you've got an iPad already, you can update and try it out right away. So, and it is, it's, it's super slick. Typical Apple, Apple, you know, wonderful user experience engineering, right?
3: Yeah, I haven't updated myself because I'm waiting for a day or two, especially given that, you know, this is normally good advice, I think. You don't need to update on day one unless you're willing to be on the bleeding edge. But uh, given that the Apple stores are shut down at the moment, I'm even more sort of curious about how uh, how and when I'm going to update.
2: Yeah, this is an interesting I was thinking about that too, you know, because that that's an interesting point in that, you know, for, we've been spoiled for the last three or four years or, or even longer, I guess. How long's App Store been around? 10 years, I guess, the Apple Store, right? Um, because, you know, as the hardware comes out, you know you could go to the Apple Store on day one and you could actually look at the stuff and, and try it out. They always made sure that they had stuff on, on the floor. So this is the first time we're going to be buying um, for a while, anyway, for the next couple of weeks, anyway, uh, an iPad and a, and a Magic Keyboard sight unseen. And the same thing with the new MacBook Air, right? That's a lot of money to, to, to throw down without, you know, just on faith. I mean, I know we did it with the iPhones when they first came out, right? But, but think about it. Eh? It's, it's been a while since we've not been able to to go and kick the tires, right?
1: Yeah, but do you actually do that? I do. Really? Oh, uh, yeah, I oh, yeah.
2: I always go to the Eaton Center and check out the the latest stuff that comes out for sure. Hmm. Yeah, don't you? You don't go to the Apple Store, Apple Store, and just you know, look at the stuff and write nope, out?
1: Nope. <laughs> I only go to the mall if I have to.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess it's not quite the mall in, in where you are. I mean, you can go to the Palo Alto store. I guess it's a bit far for you, right? But uh,
1: yeah, I, I could. I could. There are multiple stores around, and and only a couple of them are actually in the mall. But
2: yeah, I, the one at the one near you at um, what's that place called um valley State, fair mall.
1: that's uh, uh it's there's two malls that are kind of right next to each other one is santana Row. that's kind of the upscale outdoor mall and then there's the traditional mall across the street which is the valley fair mall right yeah that's where the apple store is in the valley right. fair Mall.
2: yeah i haven't seen a new apple store because when i was there they were still working on it so yep. it doesn't look any
1: different they've they've done a lot of re- renovations on the mall but the apple store itself doesn't really look any different
2: yeah i don't know if we talked about it but we, we they've redone two um stores here they've the Eaton Center store. Uh, I think we talked about that on the show. I did actually go and check it out a couple of days later, but they just opened a new one here. Uh, I think Fairview Mall is the name of the mall That that uh, is one of the, I think one of the first Apple stores in Toronto. They um, just recently expanded and, and doubled the size of it and all that kind of stuff. So and they're, they're getting quite, I guess they're, I mean, our stores were always ridiculously crowded and, you know, like not as deep as, like the, the new store is the size of the Palo Alto store that, uh, that, I, that you took me to, where I went to by myself, I guess, right? That's where you met. Tim, the other Tim. Is that all we want to say about the trackpad working, honey? Yeah, it, it's a
3: nice video. You're right that you can at least try out how the new cursor stuff works independent of that. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll find somebody who actually does end up with the hardware and get their opinions uh, on that. Get a little mini review. I'm, I'm not looking to buy. Um, I don't have the right um, iPad Pro. I'm not looking to upgrade whatever, whatever year of iPad Pro is pretty good. So, I'm, I'm sure in a few years on this very show, I'll be telling you all how amazed I am at this keyboard Integration, just like the the watch integration that I, I was so happy about a couple weeks ago.
2: Well, I gotta say I've had keyboards on my Mac. Or I'm sorry, on my iPads before, and they were okay, right? But this Logitech, this smart keyboard technology with the you know the little three pin connector on the side of the iPad, um, the Logitech one and the, and the, the um, uh, what do you call it? the smart keyboard? Um, I'm saying the wrong name, but that one, um, they're both pretty slick. I've used, to, I've tried them out in the stores, and of course I own this one, the Logitech one, right? But um, the integration is really really nice I mean it does it does sort of bring the iPad sort of you know make it more mac like in that sense right or more computer like I guess or, or, or um, surface like you know um, you add the pen to that and you've got like a It's it's a really awesome computing experience right because you can lay it flat or you can use it as a keyboard like propped up and it is pretty slick so, I mean so adding trackpad and, and mouse to the, the whole mix it just makes it even better right so one one thing is odd about it though I, I noticed yesterday so I had I had hooked up my my magic mouse to the um, to the ipad i hadn't tried the by the way scrolling doesn't work on the magic mouse right um i find that i had to still reach it with my finger and scroll the screens but or like table views and stuff like that but the trackpad works like wonderfully two fingers uh, scrolling works really well but but what i was going to say was last night i had the i had it on my desk and i was you know during the day i was working um at my job i was using the 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 mouse but when at the end of the day when i went and sat on the couch and i took the just took the ipad by itself um you know i was just sit on to have it sit on my lap the little Cursor stays on the screen, even though the mouse isn't active and so it's kinda that's just a minor annoyance that this little round dot, you know, sort of persists on your screen the entire time. So that's just one odd thing I noticed. That and that and the fact the scrolling doesn't work on the with the mice mouse misses Mises. Anyway.
3: All right, what's next? Next one was a little bit of follow up. We had talked about the fact that Safari was gonna go sort of all in on blocking third party cookies, you know, tracking mm-hmm. cookies. And uh, they have. They've they've gone through. So the Safari intelligence tracking prevention ITP. Is but this is uh, part of
2: the new update?
3: Or? I believe it is, but I haven't updated Catalina either for very similar reasons. Um, so I don't know. I haven't, haven't checked it out.
2: Mm, yeah. Well, something we're looking forward to for a while, right?
3: It's good for privacy in the industry. Um, Apple's Safari is not the heavy hitter on the block that clearly belongs to Chrome, but uh, it's a step in the right direction. Right, right.
2: I noticed a sidebar ad here. I don't know if you get the same sidebar ad on your, your browser there, Jaime, with Mr. Patrick Stewart, or sorry, Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, I get that, actually. Do yeah. you? Should we, should we do a spoiler for uh podcast there on I me? Mean? Yeah. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> to Mark's benefit,
3: uh, you can get a free month of CBS All Access using whatever that special code is. I don't have it in front of me.
2: I think it's gift.
3: Yeah. So, so Mark, um, I don't think you've seen Discovery or Picard, so you just I have binge not. that while you're stuck at home.
1: And Yeah, I do have more time at home, although it doesn't seem like I have any more free time for some reason. No, but- yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe I should.
2: Yeah, then then you can listen to this podcast as well, right?
1: That's true. I think I was binge watching finished or I or I finished it. I guess I should say I was binge mm-hmm. watching Mister Robot. I hadn't I had never watched. Oh, it, so really? I watched all four seasons. Nice. Uh, it's good. It's worth watching.
2: Had you watched the? You haven't seen the first one yet, or I have now. Season? Okay.
3: Yeah, I haven't caught up to the current season. But I just have that in the queue.
2: It's next though. I think the first season is the best. Like yeah, they could have so They could have just so ended too. it there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fourth season yeah. got a little bit weird at the end.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're right. It did. Yeah, spoilers for those of you yep. at home. It, it, it did kind of make me kind of go, "What? Where are
1: they going with this?" Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yep.
2: which way is up? Which way is down? Yep. Exactly. Yep. All right. What's what's going on with the what's going on with all the email I'm getting, honey?
3: Yeah, you may or may not have noticed on your developer account that if you want to support the 20 new countries starting next month, uh, you will need to sign your life away in the new license agreement by April 10th to get access to. Twenty new countries that you can sell in in the Apple App Store.
2: So what I was saying about this this uh, I got spammed by Apple at least ten times to the same email account, which I thought was odd hmm. um, that uh, that this was coming. And then I went over to my developer account, signed the agreement, but it, it sort of implied that there was an extra step that I wasn't sure I was supposed to go check on check some checkbox or something about the stores. Have you have you guys had a look at this yet? Got I don't actually, think I got this email actually yet. Actually,
1: haven't done it on my. I got the email about it, and <laughs> I haven't didn't done get it. On my the email. Uh, my. Local account, but I can check that now.
2: Mm-hmm. I got eight emails about it to the same. And I, I mean, I know I have four active developer accounts, but, but still, it's just odd that, that I kept getting the same thing over and over again.
1: Oh, okay. Two factor authentication. Fair enough.
2: So it says to if have Trust your apps appear in this browser. new country, your membership account, membership hold account holder first needs to accept the program license agreement by signing their life away, like you said. Yeah. And if you have paid applications agreement, account number would also need to accept this updated agreement in App Store connect
1: i didn't see it in app store connect when i went
2: over there okay
1: so far it looks pretty standard it's just uh showing me the pdf which i am carefully reading line by line <laughs> and by the magic of online i'm finished i agree yeah i just clicked agree once seems to be fine
2: yeah that's well you're supposed to did you go over to app store connect
1: so, yeah, it does. It does ask me to go to our users. Our listeners are, are enthralled no, by this. I'm we'll
2: sure. don't worry. We cut this, <laughs> we'll cut all we cut all this mumbly stuff out. We okay. can we can
3: fill it with me reading the list of the names as best I can. Because folks might be wondering. OK, why don't you do that? So the 20 are Afghanistan, Gabon, Ivory Coast, Georgia, Maldives, Serbia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Cameroon, Iraq, Kosovo, Libya, Montenegro, Morocco, Mozambique, Myanmar, Nauru, Rwanda, Tonga, Zambia, and Vanuatu. Tim, maybe you can help us with Ivory Coast. I didn't say it in French because I don't speak
2: French. It's Ivory Coast. Cote Cote d'Ivoire? I don't know how that's pronounced. I think it's Cote off the top of my head. Is it C-O-T-E? C-O-T-E, new word, D-apostrophe-I-V-O-I. You're sort of D-I-V-O-R-E, D-I-V-O-R-E, probably. No, wouldn't it be something like
1: Ivoire?
2: Yeah, D-I-V-O-R-E, yeah, yeah. So Cote d'Ivoire. Divoire. 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 But what I'm saying about the the, D and the I sort of meld into one, right like it's actually D-E and then space and then ivory, but the apostrophe makes it shorter. Yeah.
1: Okay. I did have to check a whole bunch of boxes here.
2: Like, it's funny about these agreements. I realize you're supposed to read them and you're supposed to print them out and whatever. Right. But what are you going to do?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's <that's>
2: true. <laughs> Not agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is between I, you I, and, I and, and my lawyer. Yeah. Just
3: keep a lawyer a, on retainer just so ta. I can keep up with all these agreements every time I update iOS.
2: All right. Uh, so I guess it's more of the Jaime Lopez show. So. What Welcome to the Jaime Olympus Show. What else we got for us, Jaime?
3: As sort of teased earlier, we do have new versions of iOS and iPadOS. The 13.4 has gone out of beta and is now official. and has some new features, the mm-hmm. aforementioned mouse and trackpad support. Uh, it's also got the uh, iCloud Drive folder sharing, the, the Dropbox-like mm. sort yes. of thing that was promised and taken away when I guess it did very terrible things during the betas. Which did? Which? The iCloud Drive uh, folder sharing. I think I remember during the summer that there were people who tried it during the beta and all sorts of bad stuff happened. Like, so what, data I could go to share assume. a
2: folder with you guys. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, very similar to Dropbox,
3: you know, or uh, oh, notes really? lets you do this too, right? We've had shared notes as an example. Okay. From this folder here. I don't see any way to share it. Okay.
2: Well, I'll take your word for it. And you are up to date because I haven't I haven't updated, so I can't actually try this myself.
3: And this is from the, uh, the files app that you're trying?
2: Yeah, I'm in the files app. Up. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. The Dropbox uh, thing would be kind of nice too. You know, Dropbox sharing or whatever, or even just to create a link in the file and then send the link to somebody. Cause I think they do that now with, if you send a large attachment to somebody, it'll say this attachment is too, too big for most email accounts. Do you want to use your iCloud to, to drop it to them? Right. I think what it does, it puts a link into the, into the email and, and slurps the file up to uh, iCloud somehow. Is that not how it works? You know what I mean? You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you?
3: I think I was trying to keep track of where the file is at any point in time to make sure i understood right, right. okay there's an even uh, even more detailed link that has this is the uh, from ars technica that has a whole bunch more details on what was released for ios and mac os uh, other big things are the um, universal purchase support so singular purchase of apps across iphone ipod touch ipad mac and apple tv we had talked about that before but now it's actually released that's an option um
2: oh the, the folder sharing is in catalina not in the ipad
3: oh really you can't do it from the iPad? I thought so yeah, I saw that in notes first so It
2: said in the, fir- in the first page of this article you just sent it said um, uh, blah, 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 blah. it's a smaller update for macOS Catalina. Users who download 10.15.4 will get iCloud Drive folder sharing on the platform as well. You can import Google Chrome passwords into iCloud. Keychain. New features for the uh, Pro Display XDR. You know, those of you who have that kind of mad money for that, eh? But if you've got the release mm. notes printed out here as well on page
3: 2. You can also see watchOS 6.2 has the ECG app on Apple Watch Series 4 or later now available in Chile, New Zealand, and Turkey. Right.
2: Oh, look, there's more Memoji, my favorite thing.
3: I think it says a lot about that when I don't think it was even in the article. Like, it was listed, but I don't think they showed any examples.
2: Oh, the fact that they didn't talk, call it up. Yeah, like that
3: didn't. usually an article like this will have the Memoji leading the way, mm-hmm. the, the carrot that gets people to, to update, but uh, apparently not. Maybe maybe Memoji are uh, an old-fashioned thing. Next year, WeMoji, you and your friends. Right. It's combined stickers.
2: Yeah. So, so the uh, the thing we've been waiting for, Mark, the feature we've been waiting for, the time synced lyrics in Apple Music on Mac is now available.
3: Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like a really good time, though, because when you think about all these people who can't go to like karaoke bars,
2: you need to do it at home. Oh, you can do karaoke at home. Yeah, that's home true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems less silly now. <laughs> it's well-timed. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. When we go to Denver, there's a karaoke bar we always go to to do karaoke with uh, Gene Gene um, McDonald, and uh, I got an email from them saying, oh, by the way, here's our COVID update about the about being closed and stuff. So, mm-hmm. funny. Oh, OAuth for Outlook.com. Well, how about that? In-app purchases for Apple Watches. Oh, this is new. We've never had in-app purchases on Apple Watch before? Yeah, it that was definitely
3: to... something we definitely talked about uh, yeah. from WWDC, but now it is finally launched. i got to admit, I don't do a lot of purchasing of anything on my watch itself. No. I use my yeah. watch to purchase stuff, but I don't buy a whole lot, so I had no clue that this hadn't actually launched yet.
2: Well, yeah, we have to go out of our way and find some some app that's like Apple Watch only and then uh, see it. But uh, by the way, the EKG app is, is now or Series Apple Watch Series 4 is now available in Chile, uh, New Zealand, and Turkey, as well as the irregular heart rhythm notifications are now available in those three countries as well. That's a big improvement I guess. Um, That'll hmm, be fun screen when you're bright.
3: editing this episode. Why? <laughs> because <laughs>
2: You added a little
3: bit off of what I'd said, but I'd already covered WatchOS Six points. Oh, did you? Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> well, thanks for helping me uh, get fa- get a faster edit out of that. Yeah, yeah, I did hear you say Chile and New Zealand. You mentioned it. That's true. I'm just scanning through the notes, seeing if anything stands out. Nothing, hey, and, nothing.
1: and another new thing is that the watch ECG is now available in Chile, New Zealand, and New Zealand uh, and somewhere else and Turkey. Really? And Turkey, yeah. Wow.
2: The time for the politically incorrect joke now? Sure. So England got hungry and went to eat turkey, but slipped on the grease and broke all the China? No? <laughs> <laughs> Had you never heard that before?
1: I've heard something like that. I don't know if it was exactly that one, but very similar. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think I might have started the beginning wrong. England got hungry, went to eat turkey, but slipped on the grease and broke all the China. All right. Uh, yeah. So tell us what's happening in the world of AR I may.
3: Yeah, three point five of AR Kit is available. That's going to make use of the new lidar scanner and depth sensing system on your sp- brand spanking new iPad Pro. So, as this uh, wonderful developer slash marketing page talks about, how scene geometry is going to give you topological maps. You're going to get you know instant AR. So instead of sort of waving your phone around and hoping that it figures out where everything oh, is, right. it will nice. just yeah. know that from the sensor. Uh, and as part of that, you get improved. motion motion capture and better occlusion of people. So when people walk around things that they should normally be visibly blocked by in, in AR, it should work better. Um, there's new sample code too. Right.
2: And that's why they have the model here standing in front of the objects, right? Yeah, I assume. Was that a problem th- before?
3: It's, uh, it's something they've had before. I believe it is improved based on the new sort of cloud, you know, point map that they can get off the new sensor. Yeah. So it's not just doing visual tricks to figure out where things are. It's like actually getting real data. From the sensor telling it, you know, how far away are things? Where is the, the shape of this thing?
2: And did you say instantaneous, like room detection or space detection? Instant AR. Oh, with, with LIDAR, right.
3: Yeah, yeah. So anything that you're using AR kit now, it usually has a, oh, uh, move your phone around on this flat surface. So we can sort of figure out where everything is and start making a, a map. The LIDAR sensor apparently just gives them that, you know, just about instantaneously. So you don't have to do that. It's just ready to roll as soon as you start it up.
2: So I guess you could say it's less hand wavy, right? <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: Tim, you're on a less roll hand-wavy. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd get a reaction to Jaime. He always says hand waving, right?
2: <laughs> oh, well, I try. No. I've been locked up in a house for like a week. Yeah,
1: everyone's going a little <laughs> stir crazy, I think. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So you can check uh, out some
3: of the new, code samples if you look at the developer docs at the bottom uh search for world tracking and you can search on uh visualizing and interacting with a reconstructed scene it has some new code that says um ios 13.4 plus xcode 11.4 plus that was updated as well gives you an idea how this stuff works i haven't tried this out myself and i don't have the device that would actually make use of this
2: so it's interesting that Apple is still heavily invested in AR, right? I mean, you know, for, it's been around for a long time, but it's just interesting that it's just now really coming. Is it because of the equipment, or we I, never I got do these? think yes,
1: the hardware has finally gotten to a point where it's pretty viable to do things on right. a cell phone, uh, where where it wasn't necessarily the case uh, a couple of years ago, a few years ago. And and I do I do wonder if they're leading up to something bigger. Uh, right, is right. it the rumored AR goggles from Apple or something else? I I don't know, but but I kind of suspect there's something
2: coming. Yeah, because it's interesting. When I was looking at this, like, it's got to be, oh, more. To, yeah, I guess five years ago, like 2014, 2015 time frame, you know, I was looking at a lot of AR applications, you know, because um, there was, the you know, the target thing where you, you have a target printed and, and you could have it, you know, like a game could pop out of a, a printed target or even a hand-drawn target, um, as long as you, you match the pattern you were supposed to draw. Um, and as well, I remember there were some AR apps where if you were, like, on the street, you could hold your phone up and Look through, like use it like a viewfinder, and as you moved around, you'd see location targets showing up, like you know, pharmacy over here and post office over there, kind of like a real world, you know, heads up display kind of thing. Um, and I kind of wonder if that maybe is also where where they're going. You know, maybe maybe the Apple Car is going to have this whole heads up display thing going on, right? Um, interesting, interesting stuff. That interesting to see that this is like now, you know, coming to be coming to four Because one of the big challenges was uh, as well was like, okay, so if you have like a three D object you know and you like a character you're animating do we have the tools to sort of you know develop those as well right um, like because you know it's all well and good to have a, a library of 3d objects but you know I think as creative people you kind of want to make your own your own characters and that kind of stuff right so your own game pieces and so on and so forth I wonder if they're coming going to come out with an AR game kit you know who knows
1: I, I don't know that they'll do that because there there's pretty big competition there already right there's uh, right. unity and and uh, what's the other one unreal oh right yeah and you yeah, yeah can use those. Those are the standards for doing exactly the kind of thing that you're talking about, right? Developing all the, building all the characters and all that, and all the right, objects. Yeah. And then mm. then you can export that stuff into into an iOS-ish app, I believe, right?
2: Right, right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, because I was thinking about Blender. Blender is like the free 3D modeling yeah. tool, right? Yeah. We used to pay hundreds of dollars for apps that were like sort of Photoshop-ish that were very expensive to get into 3D modeling, and then Blender comes along and does it for free, right? So an open source tool. Yeah, interesting to see. What, you'll have to see where. This goes could be I mean because you know Google's been doing the Google Goggle thing for a while right and
1: well, yeah, I think they kind of gave up on that didn't they
2: yeah but then what's the one that uh, Oculus is that uh, that's how Facebook we do- yeah. doing with that one that's still around well still Oculus is thing. more
1: is more VR. Oh, right. Yeah, AR. Yeah. Right, right, gotcha. The difference being with VR, you're immersed in in, uh, in an unreal environment and it's and it's creating the environment in your visual field. So it looks as if you're somewhere other than where you are. As, right. as opposed right. to AR, which is using your the real environment that you see through your phone or or through some goggles or whatever, and it's just adding stuff, augmenting stuff to it, adding you know, placing extra objects in your in your uh, mm-hmm.
3: environment. Right. And something like the Microsoft HoloLens is an AR yep. sort yep. of thing where you have a little piece of of glass in front of your face that shows you what would be overlaid, as Mark said, on top of the real world.
2: And how is that hollow doing? I mean, is, if people, have you seen anything with that in the last couple of years?
3: It is uh, in its second edition, I want to say, developer edition, really focusing on commercial and industrial usage and not, you know, be at home and play Minecraft sort of stuff. It's more for, you know, hey, you know, we're, um, we're going to do this medical procedure. All right, well, let's take a look and see what that would look like on the actual page patient, or uh, we're designing this new, um, this new widget or this new vehicle. All right, well, let's see what that would look like if we're actually there. Hmm.
2: So, can we have a sidebar for a second here? A spot cast sidebar? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you watched the first episode of Westworld yet, Jaime? Uh, not of season, season three. three. No, I have not. Well, you know how you know how the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, had that sort of Terminator vision, you know? Like, when he looked at things, he could see, like, displays, and you know, he'd see numbers, and he could, you know, figure out weights and distributions and, you know, densities and stuff like that just by looking at things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's seen in the in the new uh one where the um i think i don't i don't think it's a huge spoiler to let you know that that one of the one of the i don't know what they call them replicants or whatever has gotten off the farm and she's you know wandering around right so they show us Um, one of the hosts
3: from their point of view Yeah, one of the
2: hosts yeah that's what they call them hosts yeah she's she's walking around in the real world apparently the real world but there's, there's there may it may not be the real world as a matter of fact but anyway she's walking around in the real world and um at one point she's trying to she's looking she puts a pair of glasses on so so she can get the readout of what she's looking at. Like a, she sees a person there and she get, puts these glasses. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wait a minute, aren't you already a host? Why do you need to have augmented reality glasses? You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm unclear, having not seen the episode, where they're going with it. The, the Terminator one, and and let's throw in RoboCop, the sure. very similar thing. Those were always conceits for the visual medium, that is film it's for the audience's benefit like i don't think oh, you yeah, would make yeah, like yeah. a like a gooey for a machine it would cl- very clearly be a headless sort of you know way of running things um, right right so i can't speak to what exactly is going on with that character
2: yeah well it's again again maybe this is like you said maybe it's a conceit that she has to put the glasses on to sort of you know let the audience know that she's turning on this supervision right i just i just found it odd mind you i guess the other thing too is like some of the i think some of the humans have they put on like it looks like a pair of reading glasses or a pair of like just regular Glasses, and yet that gives them an augmented, augmented experience. Right? The future is going to be really cool when it gets here. You know, if it gets yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These we just get through the, so. the Walking Dead period right now, yeah, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on to the more exciting stuff, honey. Yeah.
3: And happier news: Swift 5.2 is officially mm. released. Right. Officially. Okay. Yeah. That includes the uh, the things we've talked about before, the key path expressions as functions, as well as callable values of user defined nominal types. But you're not here for you know what you're really here for the improved compiler diagnostics and that's not a joke Uh, there are really silly especially in swift ui you should be really happy for the swift ui um, diagnostics changes where instead of telling you hey that text field um error int is not convertible to cg float right uh, question mark for, you know, the optional. Uh, and you're like, what? I don't, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> what did I do wrong with my life? And wait, I was what, like, a oh.
2: computer? wait, 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 hang on. Wait, wait, you have a computer science degree and you're going, what?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And th- th- these, these terrible choices have made. And now it's like, oh, the compiler is now smart enough to say, oh, it turns out you're missing the argument for parameter text when mm-hmm. you're instantiating that text field, which is what you'd want. Right. So it, it doesn't add in my view, like a ton of like, wow, that's brand new pizzazz. Is more like that's quality of life improvement that I can appreciate. Yeah, and and they also talk about the code completion improvement. So they've made stuff faster. They've made it so it will auto complete things it couldn't complete before. So this is one of those. I think you'll you'll be very happy when you try it out.
2: Yeah, they're also adding fix it. It says here so that you know if that if it does show up that spit out that error, it gives you a fix it chance to correct the code as well.
3: Yeah, I think you know uh, this is just a continuing story. I think whenever when was it 2014, when Swift came out. Uh, uh, very first came out, like in the betas, the big mm-hmm. complaint was like, well, we've had really, really good compiler support and, and IntelliSense support, and uh, auto completion support for Objective C, and this is mm-hmm. a huge step back. And we'd said way back then, well, j- just patience, right? Like they, they've got to get the language set first, and then they can start doing, you know, beyond the features, start doing the improvements to make things better. And Swift UI, I think, in some respects, took us back quite a bit, right? Because I think Swift had gotten Swift. You know, plain vanilla Swift. I got pretty good about telling you what, what was wrong until you got to Swift UI where the extra magic, you know, Apple just had to get the features out first and now they're coming back and they're refining what they've got. So I think the answer, you know, this time next year when people are asking like, well is it feasible to use Swift UI for uh, projects? I think we'll say yes for a mm-hmm. much wider variety of projects than you would say currently. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, it, it is kind of, it is, I, I did find it was kind of Swift 1.2 in terms of how the error we're displaying in, in current iter- iterations of Swift UI like you're getting an error like miles away from where the actual error is right so
1: yeah because you tend to have with the function builders you tend to have pretty long closures with a lot of yeah. stuff going on in a lot of cases and and yeah. often I'll, I'll see that the error is just put at either the beginning or the end of the closure even though it really happened somewhere inside there
2: yeah 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 I find I lose track of the the curly braces you know mm-hmm. they get, uh, get you get long like you said you get long passages where you're like what is this going on here? You know, and at the air isn't isn't like unexpected grace or whatever, right? It's something else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There is kind of a new pyramid of doom in some sense with the with SwiftUI. <laughs> yeah. The nested views.
2: But it's interesting too, from a style convention too. I don't know if you've noticed this, but a lot of a lot of people I've seen using SwiftUI, they'll they, they you know how you have the the period syntax to, for each closure, like you mentioned, but you can you can I would tend to leave them long, like have the line the line length run long, but everybody wants to wrap them. You find how do you do it stylistic? Do you do like you'd put like a wrap? like put a return character and then continue the next period
1: blah 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 there that's how i go. like to do it i like to stack yeah. up my periods yeah you? Okay. yeah okay it's just easier to see that way
2: yeah i guess so i guess so yeah because it gets less less confusing hmm. all right cool so this key path thing is still a little bit fuzzy for me i don't know about you guys
3: It reminds me a whole lot of, is it, um, key value coding, not KVO, not key Mm -hmm. value observing the key value coding. Um, certainly in objective C, I'm not sure what exactly how it works in Swift, but I remember doing things like, oh, um, I want to use some of these mathematical functions and we will run it over the top of this collection of things, right? Like Mm -hmm. to get, um, like a normalized distribution or something. I can't remember what I was trying to do. Something, something in the, in the, you know, the math libraries of uh, of uh, Coco. And it feels very similar to me where I could say, hey, I will define a function here that will, you know, uh, average up all the values or properties that I have in this entity, this object, mm-hmm. this struct. And so I can do things that say, hey, I would like to access this key path to a, a property that doesn't even really exist, but it can sort of exist. Uh, I think the example, do they have it here linked here? The example was like calculating, is this person of, of legal age to vote? Or legal age to drink. Well, the object has a age property and then it has a key path function that says, you know, is legal to, uh, of age to vote uh, is of age to, to drink. And you can, you can just call that as a key path to just get the value you want rather than specifically calling the function.
1: Yeah. It's just a shortcut for if you have to, if you have a, an, an array of things, of objects that all have some structure in common and you want to access something embedded down in that structure without going through the whole mechanism of, uh, here's a reference to that object, and then that object has this property, and that property is some other object that has another property, and you want a property of that. And you have to dig down all the way and say, uh, it's just a shorthand for for just applying that right at the top level. So you don't even have to deal with the fact that you actually have all these different objects. You just say, give me this value for all of my objects and do something to it.
2: Yeah, the, the, the example they have on the, the next page there, the key passes, exp- expressions as functions, mm-hmm. or if you click on click the head on that link, it kind of demonstrates how to use use it in map, use it in filter, but then use the key path to shorten the, the boilerplate stuff, right? So slash root value, right? And cool. We'll look into that a bit more. All right. Well, I guess we're at the pick stage of our show, right? Indeed. All right. So, okay. Why don't you hit us with your pick there, honey?
3: Yeah, I've got a couple. One is a, a remote only conference, uh, and, and this is new because the lead developer is a series of conferences that occurs uh, throughout the year in various places around the world. Um, I can't remember which ones got consolidated. I want to say it was like the New York, San Francisco and the London one for here in 2020. Um, just given where the pandemic is as of this recording, it's not feasible to do. So they find folks at the lead dev have decided to do the lead dev live. So on mm-hmm. April 7th and 8th of 2020, all of their talks will be all online and, and all free. This is a paid for conference normally, but, but not this time. Hmm. So I think that's something that folks can check out. Um, they normally have their videos up pretty, pretty quick actually, um, after the conference is done. So I'm assuming that even if you couldn't watch live, you will almost certainly be able to see on their website or, uh, their YouTube channel.
2: What's the gist of the conference? What kind of work do they do or cover?
3: So the lead developer is meant for folks who are in or looking to get into some sort of leadership position, whether that means being a team lead or a manager, uh, like an engineering manager or, you know, VP, CTO, you know, varying degrees of leadership. It's meant for those sides of folks to get together as a technical group and talk about common problems. Like, for example, um, I can't remember. The, the name of this speaker from slack but she was talking about how do you scale an infrastructure team without ripping your hair out right mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you do that successfully as you go from uh you know, a very small team to a very very large team in a short period of time and then they also do technical talks as well right uh, talks on kubernetes or test-driven development that sort of thing
2: right cool and is it going to take place i guess during the days of the seventh and eighth what day of the uh, month is that or day of
3: seventh and eighth are what like like a tuesday and wednesday i think i don't have a calendar in front of me
2: i have a calendar in front of me uh looks like uh a tuesday and wednesday like you said yeah Hmm. interesting
3: yeah and i don't know what time of the day maybe as we get closer to the the event we'll know because yeah those fine folks are in the united kingdom okay and that is at a minimum five hours upwards of eight hours uh maybe nine hours depending what part of the u.s you're in so and then you know adjust for that around the globe
2: yeah it does say uh 10, 10 a.m. is when it starts wherever they are, right? It um, doesn't necessarily say what time zone. 10 a.m. till four 4.20, so I guess to 5.
3: Oh, interesting. So when you look at the schedule, that so that's new. They didn't have that when I looked. I think they were getting the website up when I made this a pick So for me, it says 7 a.m. on the 7th.
1: Oh, okay. okay. So that so implies is, that
3: they're doing the local time zone for you. Right, right.
1: Mine also says 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. So it is adjusted for, uh, for real yeah, time. Yeah, and they
3: actually do have like to, to give you a better idea of you know current stuff they've been talking about uh engineering management in the time of coronavirus very mm-hmm. very timely um
1: or tim maybe pers- they didn't really want you to come so they said it was later than it really was so you show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: You know, trade-offs on the road to observability so uh, designing effective okr so it you know it it's about leadership in technology topics some of it is mm-hmm. more about the people and organizational side of it and some of it is more about the technical side
2: like yeah, how about some this talks one are pretty short
3: uh, they are half hour talks for long talks and then the lightning talks are like, like 10 minutes 10 minutes
2: yeah 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 so they seem to have a 20 minute uh, 20 minute start and then a couple of lightning talks and then they get into the 40minute talk Right, a couple of panels as well, I guess. Uh, so you can have your sandwich while you listen to a panel, right? Interesting. Cool. We'll have to see what, what what how this goes. You know, near and dear
3: to this show is probably apps, stacks, and frameworks. Avoiding shiny
2: object syndrome. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Sorry, I was looking at something interesting over here. Um, kidding, of course. <laughs> uh, with- <laughs> This is why we need a, uh,
3: like a creative commons or public domain licensed you know, rim shot or something. So we
2: can have the drums, <laughs> the symbol yeah. play. Actually, I bought some digital drums. I can fill that in later. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So what's, what's your next pick there? I mean?
3: the next one is for those of you who have kiddos aged 13 and up. And if they are bouncing off the walls as they are unable to go and do their normal schooling and go outside and do things, the fine folks at Gatsby Gatsby being the static site generator, have created their Gatsby Web Creators series. Um, this is mm-hmm. going to happen over five weeks. Uh, unfortunately, as of this, this recording, um, and by the time this comes out on um, publication, you probably missed like the first week, but don't worry. Um, they're streaming all these sessions live on Twitch, and then they're mm-hmm. recording those for future viewing on YouTube. So you'll be able to catch up. Uh, it's five weeks on uh, web development basics. So first week is intro to HTML. Second week is on CSS. Week three on uh, CSS Project Remix and CSS Animation. Four is on applied HTML and CSS. And week five is introduction to JavaScript and the document object model. Oh. Yeah. So you do uh, need to be 13 and over because in order to do these projects using uh, Glitch is the service that you're using. Um, people need to be 13 year older, probably for Copa. Uh, kappa kappa whatever that, that glitch or is.
2: twitch oh glitch oh, i see right <laughs> twitch and glitch twitch and glitch okay All
3: right. not on your switch <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sure you can run Twitch on your Switch. Who names these companies? You know, there's a, there's a brand new Dr. company. Dr. Seuss is like rolling his grave, yeah. As
3: a, as a small sidebar, there's a new company that is really a revival, a spiritual revival of an old company. So I used to like Screen Hero and mm-hmm. the uh, remote uh, pair programming. It's, it was great. It was so slick. Both people could use their keyboard. Both people could use their mouse at the same exact time when you're pair programming on right. something. You know, had whiteboarding features had all sorts of co- had audio, all sorts of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sold to Slack. Things didn't go so well, I suppose, in terms of making that an efficient, effective project. Now, a couple of years later, the founders have created a new company called Screen that does basically the same thing as Screen Hero. It is an un name. Screen, and, yes. And Screen, it,
2: it, screen.so, even worse, right?
3: Yeah. And the and the name um, has made many in the tech community think of GNU Screen. Mm. I don't even know what that does. I've not used that. I think it's a Tmux
2: competitor. Um, There's also a, a, like a, an app called Screens, which is for sharing your screen remote, like a remote uh, desktop kind of thing. Like, um, remember Back to My Mac? Sort of that yeah. kind of solution. Yeah.
3: People getting too cute. That's why I've, I remarked, remarked this At least they're using day.
2: vowels now, Jaime. You remember, like, for a while there, we had, like, you yeah. know, Flickr and, you know.
3: Yeah, Flatter. Rotor and E-rotor. Twitter's <laughs> URL used to not have any vowels in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is why I remarked today that we're going to create an app. It's going to be called App, and its <laughs> URL is going to be app.app.app. App. or app.io or app.app i just want the most ungoogleable thing possible
2: yeah yeah but eventually they become googleable that's the, be- the beauty of it right only because google is really good
3: at figuring that stuff out
2: yeah yeah so another sidebar have you seen the movie yesterday i have, I seen have. That. yeah
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. you
2: have not because google have. plays a big yeah. big role in in uh, yesterday too yeah I, I watched it the other day because of course you know i'm trapped here at home and I had to do something so i watched uh, yesterday on on our hbo here
3: so. it's a fun movie i liked everything except the the last one-tenth of it yeah the ending I kind agree. Of, yeah kind of the kind music of let was good. Me down yeah what, the, I,
2: last, the, last, the last part where he where he does the Mia culpa part at the end or
1: yeah it was just kind of wrapped up kind of too nicely they they could have made it a really interesting ending that this is this is pretty spoilerish so if you haven't seen the movie stop listening now mm-hmm. uh, we, we'll tell you it. when you can start listening again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. they could have made it really interesting if the if the people who are trying to track them down down the whole time, yeah, actually showed up with, say, John Lennon Guns. and Paul McCartney in tow, saying, oh, "Hey, right. we've been writing yeah. all these songs for years. We never got any, any, you know, we never got, si- we never got signed. We just, we've just been writing them for ourselves. And how do you get all our songs? But they didn't go that way, which was, I thought, was disappointing. I thought it was really kind of silly the way they wrapped up the people tracking down, just like, yeah. oh, we just missed the song.
2: Yeah. yeah, those two. Yeah, when they showed up, I thought, yeah, they yeah. should have been fisticuffs or something. Yeah, right. okay, exactly. That's, that's yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was- but, also,
1: but that and also the they could have had Lennon and McCartney show up. Well, they kind of, yeah.
2: They, kinda, yeah,
3: they, they went with sort of sort of the, the Hollywood ending and yeah. not the, the Black Mirror ending that I thought they were going right. to go yeah. with.
2: Right. Well, right. it's funny right. too, because uh, it's Danny. What's his name? The uh, director? Danny. brainspotting guy. Dog millionaire. Sunshine.
1: Yeah, that guy. But, yeah. That I guy recognize
2: remember. all of those movies. I don't have the yep. wildest clue who that person's uh, yeah. name yeah. is. Hang on. I'll tell you. I've seen it. I, I'm a huge fan of his movies. And, and I was surprised. I watched the movie before I realized it was actually his. Danny Boyd. Oil. Danny Boyle. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. About the, 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 I like the way they integrated the whole Google search into it, right? Like, you know, like whenever you order a Pepsi and that kind of stuff, right?
1: But you know that was a paid product placement, right? Was it? Of course. Oh.
2: I figured it had to be. <laughs>
1: of course. I mean, I don't know 100% for sure, but, you know. Yeah, what was the it other was. one? It was, of course it, it was.
2: It was that. It was uh, the Beatles stuff. And uh, there's another one, too, that was in there. Mm-hmm. it a, a, a really entertaining movie. I mean, like I said, the music, they couldn't go wrong with music, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. But what about the part at the end where like the, he's got the big, the big stadium show and, you know, like he would have got fried alive on Twitter in real yeah. life, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, all those things would have changed, right? So, so product placement uh, speculation aside, it would kind of make sense that maybe Coca-Cola would not have remained dominant had it. Mm. All right. So you say, well, there's stuff that would have um, taken place. But if you remove the Beatles, you'd have to mm-hmm. unwind everybody who was influenced. Right by them, right? yeah. The, the, the like,
1: whole fact that music was pretty much as it is today, except for the Beatles being sing, is just pretty unrealistic. I mean, it would have oh no,
2: I'm thinking about the band from Manchester. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> of.
1: Oh them, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that was an interesting interesting play because you know that's they channeled the Beatles, right? Um, channeled is being quite generous, but yes, uh, <laughs> that yeah. that was a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they ripped them off. Let's put it that way. Um, I'm just trying to hear to so, see the comment here. And and the guy who played uh, the the one beetle that's in the movie I don't want to spoil it for people. Um, yeah, he was he's a typical go to guy for um, for uh, Danny Boyle as a director. And I didn't even recognize him at first. Like I just I saw the you know the the guy and I went Oh my god, that's that's him. You know, as he would look today, right? But, uh, I Kind of spoiled it there too.
1: <laughs> Good I'm movie. Sure, I'm not sure he acted in character. No, who, no, no, no. Well, he I mean, would he, he
2: wouldn't have been. He would, like the, the whole idea was he he didn't become a beetle, right? So right. He so he wouldn't have.
1: So from what i know about the person Mm -hmm. uh i think i think had he not been a success he would have been pretty bitter at that point in life
2: that's true that's true
1: and angry yeah
2: but you kind of wonder like would somebody like that have become good at what he did anyway like you know he he, he was that he was such a force in in, in the band right
1: yeah yeah who knows
2: yeah I was watching an interview and I'll put a link in the show notes here for uh, John Lennon uh, interviewed like probably um I don't know if it was near the end of his life or somewhere in in the, the post beatle like in the mid 70s right um and uh they were asking him about you know the questions like will do you ever get together and you know will you know will you ever have a show or whatever and uh he sort of like at one point he says you know I I never was worried about Paul cuz he he just he knew Paul would just would survive and he would he would continue on cuz he was he didn't need any sort of help and George would right. do, do what George did. And he was, he was glad to see that he said he was, it was a bit condescending at first, but he he, he thought it was glad to see that Ringo had found a place in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Which yeah. is kind of funny, but, but you know, the, the, the whole idea that he wouldn't have to worry about John or Paul, I should say. Right. No, so, cause he just like, he just, I guess he knew from working with the guy that he was a natural talent. Right.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, Paul was the, the true musical genius of the group.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, cause yeah, he had the whole, his whole dad's background and all that yeah. stuff too. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, but anyway. I mean, not, not the other ones weren't musical geniuses as well, but but not to the level of, of musicianship that McCartney. I mean, from a musicianship level, McCartney was just yeah. way beyond the rest of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Songwriting, it, you know, you could argue. Well, they he, were all, he, proved,
2: yeah. he proves it to this day, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, I guess my pick is yesterday, <laughs> the movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, my other, my other pick is is I saw on Twitter the other day uh, a gentleman is working on a new book on Combine, and uh, he's doing some really cool. Thing. Um, yeah, the name of the book is Understanding Combine, and it's being written by Matt Newberg, and uh, it's a work in progress right now. So um, basically, uh, it's he, as he works on it, he's publishing it to the the internet, to the Google um, for free, so you can you can read through it now. You can try out the code samples, um, and all he's asking for is a little bit of throw uh, him a, a bone at uh, and is at a PayPal account that he's got set up here. But uh, yeah, for the time being, the as he works on the book, it's available free free to have a look at and uh, take a look at it. So its uh, I'll put a link in the show notes for that. You know, it covers all the sort of usual stuff about uh, Combine, about publishing and any kind of, like it's a React type, you know, uh, language or what do we call it? Framework. Um, Yeah, so check it out. And, you know, of course, I'm sure he'll be open to feedback if you want to, you know, feed him back some uh, some info. Well, that's it. That's uh, Understanding Combine by Matt Newberg. My pick. No comments? All right. Oh, he's also got other books too here. He's he's published a book um, Programming for iOS 13 and iOS 13 Fundamentals with Swift, which you can also buy. Um, anyway, so yeah, hey, Jaime, if uh, people want to get in touch with you this week, uh, how do they do that? I'm on Twitter, it's at Hair. Alright, and Mark, if people want to get in touch with you?
1: Mark R at smapsoft.com.
2: All right, as usual, I am Tim Mitra, T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A on the Twitter machine is where you'll find me. And so, until I'm, I guess now, now we're supposed to say, be safe, stay home, wash your hands. <laughs> but otherwise, we'll see you in the future. Bye. Bye! this has been another episode of the more
3: than
1: just code podcast if you want to find out more about the show you can visit the more than just code website at mtjc.fm there you can find a summary and show notes of each episode we list links to the apps code and news that we mentioned on the show if you like the podcast tell your friends please leave a comment on the website and if you can
3: please write a review on itunes and please recommend us in your favorite podcatcher. All of these things help others find out about the show. We really appreciate your help with spreading the word. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. So use the hashtag AskMTJC. Once again, the podcast's Twitter account is at MTJC underscore podcast. Please consider supporting the show by pledging any amount on patreon.com MTJC. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. You're oh,
2: Carol was telling me the other day that that the new the new expression is no longer you know have a good day or have a good one or whatever it's now just be safe.
1: Yeah, a lot of All people the, are saying that.
2: The Sign outs and goodbyes and stuff, right? Yeah, it's funny. Like I was I as walking a dog, I should have taken a picture, but you know, I saw a bunch of people sitting in a circle at the park, you know, nearby where, where the dog goes, and. um they were sitting six feet apart, you know, in a big giant... Like, you know, like like not your typical campfire circle kind of sitting, right? So, And people are like, you know, when they meet each other in the street, they're like standing, you know, you know across the street from each other and saying hello and whatever, right? I mean, as well they should. <laughs> yeah, as well they should. As
3: well <laughs> yeah. they should, as, as opposed to here, where we're you know, locking down the state parks and stuff, because... People who don't know this, the Seattle area is very rainy and dreary most of the years. So, right.
2: yeah, those
3: yeah. rare moments yeah. that you have of sunshine, people love to take advantage. And having you know nice warm sunshine time coincide with a you need to stay home order right. has not mixed very well. No, no, people people were being silly and like, oh, let's let's go for a hike. Everybody else thought that same thing, and they're all collected there in these clumps. I was like, well, no, that's that's why we that's why we locked it down. Stay home. You re- listen to the previous. Two hundred and ninety episodes of this very podcast.
2: Yeah, and there's sixty uh, spotcast ones when you're ready to after you finish watching all of uh, Discovery and uh, and Picard. Uh, Picard. You can yeah, you can by the time you know this show comes out, you'll uh, the finale will have already even taken place, so we'll catch up. Yeah, it's interesting. Like so, so we had we had uh, E. B. Games, which is like I don't know, like have GameStop or something like that in the states. You have like a, you know the places where you buy video games. Mm-hmm. M- maybe E. B. Games. I don't know if they're in the states or not. But yeah, it used to be here as an Electronics Boutique. Yeah, it's same. Yeah, same same company. They um, they had some sort of uh, a game rollout the other day that was like uh, you know something being released at whatever and people were standing in line for it and the, the cops were just flipping out like and the media was all over it you know because like obviously they weren't keeping social distance and um, they've now they've now done a thing where they their businesses as of yesterday which is Tuesday night they were supposed to have closed you know, most businesses have to close um, as decreed by our our uh, mayor um, and I think as as the province or as the premier of the province. Um, um, people were lined up at the liquor store and again they were just like lined up one right after the other like you know get your priorities right so of course liquor stores are considered essential services and so are the uh, cannabis stores so if you want to get your cannabis come on up to Toronto and help yourself um, but yeah and I, I see you interesting point, point Harmy's just posted something here in the, in the the from the financial post that uh, and this was on the news today actually I uh, forgot about it actually that um, Toronto is gathering cell phone data uh, from the telecoms because uh, they're trying to make Sure that uh, anybody we've had a, a, a TTC subway driver was uh, came it got infected. Um, a couple of I think one one of the bus drivers got infected. So they were they were broad broadcasting which bus the guy was driving. Um, in the case of the subway drivers, they're actually in a in a like a glassed in space, so you actually don't interact with them. So now they're trying to figure out where these people were, where they went, and who who came and co- could have come in contact with them. But yeah, it's an interesting thing story here about the fact that they're using cell data to track. You know, like. Where we're always complaining about privacy and tracking and things, but now here's a, a, a cause for good, I would think, using cell uh, cell phone data to figure out where people have been. What do you think about that? Mm, yeah? a, big, big can of worms.
3: It's a tricky one because you know there is the essential liberties part that is difficult to tease apart from the the needs of society.
2: If you were traveling through the city for whatever reason and you came down with this thing, and now you're lying in a hospital, um, you know it's kind of like the old um, you know when when AIDS and all that stuff first came out, they would ask for a list of people you'd been with, right? Um, maybe you don't know, but, but you know, we all know that the phones track where you are in the city and where you've been, right? So, they could get the data from from the tracking in the phone to see where you are, right? Where you've been. Because, I mean, your iPhone does it now, right? It's just that that information is sort of kept between you and Apple, or not even Apple, right? Just on your device. You know, it's also a good alibi in case you're convicted of, you know, manslaughter or murder or something, right? You say, well, my phone says I was here. <laughs> Meanwhile, you had it attached to the side of your dog as he ran around the neighborhood, right?
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's tricky because it is, it, you know, it is at the very least an effective tool for this sort of thing. So yeah. I'll take uh, Taiwan as an example. So there are many, to be clear, many, many other factors that have taken part in Taiwan's success in avoiding a huge outbreak, despite the fact that they are right next door to mainland China, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, a big part of it has been their location tracking, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, oh, really? Yeah. I know somebody who has uh, returned to Taiwan after being sort of on travel throughout the world. Mm-hmm. They were put in an immediate 14-day quarantine, and um, they are using your your cell phone to figure out where you're at. And if you're not at home, um, you you know they catch you outside. They're going to fine you like th- up to thirty thousand um, dollars equivalent. We'll fine
2: you? Oh, not fine you. Fine you. Okay. Fine
3: you. Well, they will also find you because they they call you up uh, like two or three times a day. Uh, some sort of community social worker. To to see that you're home and that you're doing okay you don't need anything um, this is it somebody it?
2: who's come down with the thing there or just this is general? just somebody who's even suspected of, of
3: of it and at this point suspected is like rather broad in this case this person is a, an expat so so Taiwanese uh citizen has has returned home and th- they are immediately put under quarantine tracking the phone tracking the location if you don't answer the um the phone or I think they also come to the door and, and check on things when they deliver new masks and and sometimes food and stuff to you, um, the police will come find you. Really? Wow. So it's like, if you don't want to stay home, the police will make you stay home there. So um, that's very different culturally than like the United States in particular and a lot of individual freedom and rights. So I'm not sure how effective what they're doing would work here culturally. Um, And it's kind of interesting that uh, Canada has decided to to cross the line towards that side.
2: Well, Toronto, not Canada per se, right? I knew there's like... Like, like I said, there, there are more people in the greater Toronto area than most of the provinces of the country, right? So, like in terms of population density, right?
3: And everything that I sort of perceive is that um, Canada tends to be more sort of top-down, federalist driven than the United States, which balances a whole lot more yeah, towards the yeah. states, the individual
2: states. That's true. That's true. I think, yeah, we can, the president, the Prime Minister can, can decree things and the provinces can't, can't really fight against it like they, I guess, in the United States it's more you're, you're a federated collection of states, right, who have... A federation, one might say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting too, like like when I look at it, like New York is, you know, I think New York's now the hotbed of of the United States, right? Oh, by a long
1: shot, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. New York
2: City, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: By 10X. Well, they're saying that like, what, 30,000, this is as two hours ago as we record on Wednesday. 30,000, yeah. 30,000 in in, uh, New York and 17 or almost 18,000 just in New York City alone, right? So, with 285 deaths. And I mean, you know, we're right next door to them practically, like we're right next to New York. State right, um, like we border New York State along the north edge, right?
1: Well, there's a big pond in between. I thought that big, not that big. He's saying thing, it's not it? that great. You, you still, have, you still have to go around it, right?
2: <laughs> it's an okay lake. Homie.
3: <laughs> yeah. Send all your angry letters to Tim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I mean the whole Saint Lawrence Seaway and and the the, the lakes are between yeah. us. But you know, New York, New York. Uh, I mean, there's like a bridge, like a I don't know, like half a mile long bridge between New York City, New York Niagara Falls, New York, and Ni- Niagara Falls, Ontario, right? So
1: right, right, yeah, but. You know, Buffalo is not New York City. Not to knock Buffalo, bit, no, was, but
2: no. Um, but yeah. I wonder if there's a fire in the warehouse in Buffalo right now. But um that's it, a joke. It for the seems. People.
1: It looks like uh, from the latest map I saw that Detroit was a bigger hotspot than anywhere in upstate New York. Well,
2: Detroit is also connected to, to Canada, yeah, right? Right, exactly. it's Right across, yeah. right across from uh, Windsor, right?
1: Right. No? That's why I mentioned it. Yeah.
2: That's is that song by Journey, the one about the the guy from South Detroit? No, just a small town yeah. boy. Anyway, that you know the, living, the, the Who's
1: crying now? But I don't remember the lyrics.
2: Is it? Who's right now? I don't know. It's it's uh, you know just a small town boy. Oh no, that's, in South Detroit, don't stop believing.
1: Don't stop believing. That's don't so, stop believing yes, yeah. living
2: in South Detroit. Well, South Detroit is Windsor. Hmm. <laughs> there is no South Detroit. It just sounds good on paper, right? Anyway, but yeah. So wait,
1: is Windsor actually south geographically of Detroit?
2: I think so. I don't know. I, I heard I heard the other day there is no South Detroit. Let me look, let's look it up. Let's look on the map.
3: That would make sense. There, you cross the international boundary if you go due south from Detroit, like the oh. city center of Detroit.
2: Oh. They're not. Uh, uh, there's there's not like not as a river, but not a large. Uh, you know, they're practically touching each other, right?
1: Nice. Yeah, Windsor is south of Detroit. Yeah, it does kind of <laughs> it does kind of wrap underneath. It kind of sneaks around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about
2: that? Yeah, and it's sort of a. Is that the
1: only place where Canada is south of the U.S. Not counting Alaska?
2: Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of like, Jaime is north of me right now. No, no, no I mean, uh, like, like like as the crow flies,
1: as the crow. Yeah, uh, well, I guess there's a little bit by Buffalo. By Buffalo, a little bit of Canada sticks over underneath. Niagara Falls, south of Niagara Falls.
2: Yeah, see, yeah. Depending how you
3: want to feel about it, I mean, if you go into Washington State, you can see that Victoria reaches down below the whatever parallel it is that defines Washington State. Forty nine parallel, yeah. But
1: yeah, that's a that's a gray area because there's not necessarily any land there, right? Mm I don't.
3: The San Juan Islands reaching over into Victoria makes it a little weird. It's definitely not like, yeah. yeah. It's more of a it's more of a a nudge than a. um,
2: yeah, is there still a Vancouver in um, Washington? I may?
3: yeah, there is. It's uh, on the southern part of the state, just across from Portland, Oregon. Oh, yeah. I guess mm-hmm.
1: a valid way of asking the question is: How many places are there where you can drive south from the United States and be in Canada? Except, <laughs> except for Alaska, drive directly south. There's not too mm-hmm. many. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We have not much to do while we're here sequestered at home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we we pull out the maps all the time. It's interesting. I'm looking at a dark roadmap map right now, which I haven't done in a while, because I'm now in the uh, world of Catalina. That's our geography lesson for the day. Yeah. Oh, is one? Oh, this is just an. I'm just looking at uh, Eyewitness News in uh, in uh, Buffalo. Do you guys have Eyewitness News all over the country? Do you know? Was that just a brand up in That's
3: New just York?
1: Kind of a local thing. I mm-hmm. Think you know? Different TV stations have
2: it. I'm starting to wonder
3: if they're all owned by Sinclair Broadcasting now. <laughs> no, maybe. <yeah.
1: laughs>
3: I it thought it was like, unfair. oh, everybody's like you know, Channel Seven Eyewitness News. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute, with me media consolidation it could hypothetically how come they're not suing each other for the trademarks right right
1: huh. let's google that it's a style of news broadcasting mm-hmm. used by local television stations in different markets around the world oh really For mm. Wikipedia, huh.
3: tim did you know that edmonton is really far north <laughs> he says yes, I did. Being, being silly like seattle is way out in the middle of nowhere as far as the united states goes mm-hmm. very far north and vancouver bc very much so yeah it is. is let's see one to possibly three times the distance between seattle and vancouver is edmonton to whatever the closest border is for the united states what is that some park yeah glacier national park so well, um, remember
1: distances north south distances are exaggerated up there
2: oh the mercator projection yeah that's probably, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. That's probably <laughs> right. true no it's true You look at a map it's it's 100 true
2: anyway so uh, carol and i went to edmonton once in the middle of winter it was freezing cold um but uh and we we out we actually went up to Prince George for, if you look over on the British Columbia side, we went to Prince George for a conference. And then we flew from um, Prince George to Grand Prairie to Edmonton. It was like on a small DC-10 plane. And, uh, you know, we got on the plane and we took our coats off and we sat down and we're sitting near the front of the plane. And we sh- it should have been a clue for us when the stewardess didn't take her winter coat off because they fly from, from Prince George to Dawson Creek to Grand Prairie. Um, on, and it's pretty, pretty, much a milk run, right? Like people come on with their groceries. And uh, so, the plane lands, and the, and a couple of these airports are just like a Quonset hut, and, you know, you land on the ground, and, and people get on the plane f- from the ground. And uh, the they open the front door of the the plane, and the winter just, like, blows in, you know, and that's why the stewardess had her coat on the whole time. And Carol and I are sitting there with our shirts and, you know, sweaters on and just freezing to death, right? You know, wondering why we should we put our coats away, right? But it was, it, was, it was a really interesting run. It was like, uh, like, I literally, people were like, they weren't quite bringing goats and chickens on, but they might as well have been. You know, it's the Canadian equivalent
1: for... of that, right? I guess, yeah. They <laughs> yeah. had
2: their cans of maple syrup under their arm, exactly.
1: And...
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if find where Dawson Creek is
1: with that, with the uh, the little straw thing still in it, right? Yeah, da- yeah. So we flew yeah. from
2: Prince George to Dawson Creek to Grand Prairie to Edmonton, yeah. And then we had to go around the city. We were doing a tour of uh, it was a, vault, um, a dinosaur exhibit that we were doing flags and banners for, and uh, we had to go around take a tour of the, of Edmonton itself, and and it was oh man, it was so cold, unbelievably cold. Yeah. Those are the days.
3: I'm poking around the map, and after you're realizing there are a lot of forts in the Northern Territories, presumably to prevent the Americans from coming in, I guess, through the Yukon.
2: You're looking at the roads?
3: No, I'm just looking at, like, what are these, these little dots on the map? And I made my way westward to Alaska, and I did not know that there is a Wales and a York, Alaska.
2: Mm, really? What's the capital? Is it? Uh, oh, it's Anchorage,
3: right? Juneau. Anchorage or Juno? Probably. It's Juno. Oh, Juno. Yeah. So
2: where does? Uh, I thought uh, wasn't the joke that uh, Sarah Palin could see Russia from her house?
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, um, it, yeah. Nome. No, um, it's a little town. I think it's near Anchorage. Mm. Um, what's it called? Wasilla. Oh,
2: she, she was like the mayor or something like that.
1: She was the governor of Alaska.
2: Oh, governor. Okay.
1: Yeah. Was it Wasilla? Yeah. Governator. Well, it, if
2: yeah. look if you look at Nome, Alaska, it's pretty close to, to Russia, right?
3: Yeah. You see, if you can see Nome, you can probably see whales in Tin City.
2: I'm, I'm not getting as much detail. Are you on the Apple Maps? No,
3: I'm looking at Google Maps. Oh, Google Maps. Mm. is nature intended, man. Mm-hmm. You got to do. is nature
2: intended like <laughs> Google?
0: <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.